Welcome to Key Conversations, a making it in the music business podcast. My goal for this podcast is to help you learn from these conversations with both experts and working musicians and serve as a guide to assist your career in the process. I'm your host, Cheryl B. Englehart. Let's get going. Hi. Hello. Hi. This is Eric Gallin. Eric, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. He's here under duress. Accurate? I wouldn't say that. That's a, that's a, a lot. I exaggerate. I've got a clear head about me. I just walked half a mile or something really fast in the heat, so I'm good. Peak state. So Eric, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Eric creates music, and we are here at South by Southwest because um, Eric took a did something that I think I would have done too. I offered on my Facebook group a free day pass to one of to attend all of the South by stuff, and Eric was the first to respond, so he got it. He wasn't even planning on attending South by, but then got this day pass and then made the trip from Colorado. Well, I didn't know you were gonna lock me into it. I was like, what are the details? And you were like, uh, your ticket's waiting for you. So (laughs) that's pretty much how it went. So then I booked it. I booked the flight and the hotel and made it happen. um, Made it happen. That is the theme today. So tell us about you. You, I said you're a music creator, but give give everyone who's listening an idea of what that means. Um, Well, I have been recording since four tracks and uh, writing songs since high school. It's been over 20 years of songwriting and trying to figure out my voice as an artist and uh, been in bands um, and currently I am, you know, I followed the digital development of, you know, producing at home in studio and uh, and have been just trying to figure out how to be able to share that and yeah and get some traction through online networking and social media and email lists and all that so all that stuff so right now you're producing and creating your own tracks you're focusing a little bit on licensing i know we've talked about yeah Um, are you you're not touring as an artist or a band currently or no 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 band at the moment um it would be fun but uh just currently not not doing that so. yeah so you've got I'm a big fan of focus I mean there's a million things you could be doing so if you're like all right I'm gonna figure out this like writing and producing for commercials specifically or there's not I think that's a great and that's sort of where you are right now right yeah a bit. yeah yeah I, uh, I found the, uh, the crew over at catch the moon yeah um, catch the moon Kathy Heller and um, they uh, you know they've, they've they've got a really like focused sync course and yeah. um and you know the money's exciting but like i you know i have yet to get a placement right um but it's cool because i'm in a in a online community of peers that we're all very positive and moving forward um towards being able to like create something that's placement worthy sure so cool top level production all that stuff um as of yet my my tunes haven't really connected online when I just blast out uh, or command, as you say, to my my fan base, my Facebook friends. Uh, hey, listen to my new song. Um, hasn't been working, so I figured something needed to change and mm. uh, found you 
um, because I was specifically looking for a music business coach. So I, just to clarify the commands, you know, when we, we musicians do that a lot, like, hey, check out my thing, or do, like, linguistically, it's technically a command, right? Check this out or go listen to this. You might as well, what I like to say is, you might as well be listening to me say, come vacuum my house. <laughs> and people tend to react similarly, like, ignore it, or it's a, it's a little bit of a turnoff, just the way you're wording it. So just just even shifting that like when you have something that you want to share phrasing it as a question like will you go listen to this would you share this or you know would you be willing to all of the, and also the w's in would are soft would versus uh. can you do this <laughs> like the hard c That's so cool, i actually yeah. i actually learned that in a relationship training thing okay. like w- when you're asking your spouse or significant other to do something for you like can you do this it's like it's there's there's a it's got I got really into that I love words I'm a lyricist come on we're all songwriters we write lyrics for stuff like that's interesting right cool very good um so side note so anyway so that's what that's what Eric meant when when he said shifting the idea of the command um so yeah so in the world of song like song writing and licensing let's let's talk about this let's elevate what you're so you're in this course I'll put a link to the course because I'm I'm a fan of Kathy I'm signed to catch the moon music just full disclosure um in the keyofsuccess.com slash podcast will be all the links that anything that we talk about and how you can find Eric and everything if he's so inclined, if he lets me host his website. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my music is at, is at uh, ericgowan.com, E-R-I-C-G-O-W-A-N.com. Cool. Awesome. So so let's talk about placement. So in, in the course, you're, you're talking specifically, it's more about commercials and a little bit of TV, right? Uh, it's It's... TV ads and film. TV so, ads and film. Cool. So there's you know a bunch of people in the class and a lot of people are writing for you know specifically a TV show that they saw on Netflix and sure. and I think that's an easier I think that's kind of the easier road to go out of all three. There I mean they're all hard but yeah uh, you can at least like watch a show and find out who the music supervisor is absolutely and you can um, a lot of it is about research and when what you can. What you can do on the back end to make a song that's ideal for that music supervisor, their style. Sure. Um, uh, ads, I found, are a little more difficult. Um, you have to yep. just go on YouTube and watch commercials and find music that fits in your style. And, right. Um, but the thing about ads is that they've already done that ad. And with TV shows, yeah. there's ongoing need for music in a style and a feel. But once you see that Toyota ad, they're not going to do that ad again. So they can change up their style. They can change, and they can change up. Toyota can hire a different agency. They can hire a so the person that created the music for that, or curated it, or the producer on on board might not be the same person for the next ad. Unlike TV shows, which usually have a music supervisor for the season, and there's so that also makes it a little tricky because you're, it, you know connecting to to people the advertising industry in my experience is a little bit of an old man's club like they go with who they trust they go with companies even though they could save a ton of overhead costs going direct to us musicians um ad agencies uh haven't quite figured that out yet but um i'm actually working on that trying to (laughs) to increase the education Uh, so i'd love to break into ads yeah um so you know i've kind of been like taking my sort of indie punk Beastie Boys hip hop like yes. alternative style to 
to the mainstream and trying to just focus on like universal lyrics that mm. can apply to everybody and Great. Um, you know production gimmicks and stuff that are current um, where do you go to, to up your production because I know that's something that you keep trying to improve on and I know most people that are doing their own demos and their own producing are always trying to get better where, what's your go to resource um, Diplo <laughs> he's a you know producer major laser yeah um, uh, I listen to him because I don't I I, I relate to him musically um, and and I guess you know just his vibe is just kind of super fun uh, and I like I read in an interview one time that he's like if artists come to me to sound like the future mm. um, so that kind of resonated with me like yeah just always be looking around the bend and like if something you're doing you've never heard before if it's if it's hot you know maybe that yeah maybe that works so, so you so you're listening to and, and then you're tweaking your own mixes and sort of a a being things yeah and, i need to get better and better at that uh i think uh i think referencing is is like a, a weak point for me mm. being able to like pull another track and be like let's see i you know i don't want to sound necessarily just like this one but I want to have the same kind of energy or, uh, you know, sonically, I want my drums to be about the same level in relation to the... Sure. Yeah, that... I think I got my, my production chops better when I got hired by College Humor to do some sound-alikes. Like, they changed the lyrics and they did these music video parodies. So I was breaking down, you know, like, Kesha songs and Bruno Mars songs and, like, taking the bass and, like, listening and isolating and trying to figure out how they how they did that sound and that really got my production chops up was being forced to do that it's also something that I like to do when I'm in between like I'm not feeling super creative like to write something original but I know I've got some time to like work on music I'll I'll try to recreate or create a track or recreate a track to sound just like the mix and that's been it's been helpful for me it's hard it takes something it's a different part of the creative yeah lately lately I've been um importing the track into the DAW and uh, and verse chorus you know set my markers put it on loop and try to like recreate what they're doing with the hi-hat with the drums with the synth soundscape um, you know and and I'll I won't just recreate I won't recreate the song I won't copy their melody but I'll write something similar and be like okay they do you know quick intro verse and then they have like a little break then they drop the chorus then after that they do an instrumental tag and you know break down the formula like that yeah Um, that's awesome yeah so what's it going to take to get a placement you think Um, or what's missing that hasn't been one yet for me uh, I haven't been comfortable with my music enough to pitch I don't think oh yeah we don't get placements unless we pitch the music yep Right. So I don't want to waste the music supervisor's time. Mm. Um, therefore, I don't want to like get on their radar as somebody who sends them lower quality stuff. I want to I just want to make sure that my production, my mixes and you know the whole the whole package is there. I think my songwriting is pretty close. Right. I've been doing co-writes um, and just you know co-writing is great because you get this new perspective on like where where you are stylistically sure where you are um yeah just 
just who's out there, what's going on. and. So what's the fine line between um, knowing that your stuff is of the quality to send and just being a perfectionist, which is a form of procrastination? Because if there's a fine line, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. And um, let's see, uh, if I can give a shout-out to Graham Cochran from The Recording Revolution also. they. I mean, he's taught me that, like, you can do a lot with a little and you know like sometimes you just crank it out and release it yeah why not you know and you know just call it done and um i know yeah there is a fine line there yeah and you want it to be good and you don't want to be putting off whatever is terrifying of rejection or whatever so that you're like i'm just going to keep making it perfect but yes you do want to have that quality control like okay this is i and i appreciate and i'm sure the music supervisors out there appreciate that you're not just sending stuff just because you think it's right. like because there is that side of the coin which is also not ideal so yeah. that's and and you know uh when i was when i found graham i was trying to learn pro tools and uh, he was releasing eps and i was just like i'm gonna I'm just going to release this stuff. And, you know, so I made three EPs in a year. And I knew the songs weren't top-notch, mm-hmm. but they were fun. Yeah. I enjoyed them. Great. I figured other people might, and I wanted to move on to the next thing. And sure. so, uh, you know, when he, he, recommend, he, he recommends that you um, release. Yeah. And there, that way you can get better and just, like, do another one. And the yeah. practice is what makes you perfect, so... Yeah, and when you get those fans, they're going to want to hear your... Per- I, I'm always tempted to take my first record out of the universe because I'm, I'm right. like, oh, my God. Oh. And But there are people that are like, I want to hear the roots. I want to hear how you were first... Thing. You like so that's what story. you have on the website at ericgowan.com. I've, I've got awesome. my three EPs there. Uh, I don't have my first, first record that was, you know, 2001, um, Cakewalk. Cakewalk. Yes, I used to have cake. Oh my god. Uh, I think I still get their emails. Yeah, that was just a bunch of overloaded. Like I was recording using my four track as the mixer into the computer, like no interface. Um, Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was fun because I was experimental, and you know, I put out twenty two songs and was just like, hey, this is. I was really, really proud of it. Great. I think that's. I think that's the way to go. Is is a little bit of. Just throwing your hat over the fence and just saying, like, let's go do this. And knowing that there's a level of quality control that you are implementing somehow. And you're in this course, you're getting feedback, so it's a perfect place to, to sort of hold off and, like, fine-tune. And yeah, and I think that was what I really needed was um, the feedback. Yeah. I, I didn't know where I stood. Sure. And I was pretty clear about that as I, like, joined the, the group. You introduce yourself to everybody. And I'm just like, I... I I don't know how I stand, like, what people think of my tunes, because when I was blasting on Facebook, hey, this is what I want, or, hey, guys, listen to my new track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't resonating with anybody because they weren't listening to it, and maybe it was just the way I presented it. Um, yeah, yeah, combination of stuff. So I wasn't sure. getting any feedback. And yeah, cool. I you weren't asking for feedback. I wasn't. You are no. just like, hey, listen to it. Yep. I didn't want to hear what people thought of it. Go like, yeah. oh, I know the hi hats are <laughs> yeah. way too loud, and there's no kick and snare. Yeah, I it might be it might be useful for you to. I, there are tons of composer and producer groups on Facebook, um, and a lot of them, uh, the composers ones that I'm in, are 
you know, they have daily, like, post a track, and people, you can post a track if you give feedback on someone else's track, um, sort of thing, which is a kind of, kind of a cool model, um, so that might be worth looking into, too, beyond the, the course, to get actual, like, real feedback in a space that is designed for that, so it's not a weird, like, you know, and you, you're giving it, too, you know, um, so I would just do it, maybe maybe see if that might be something. Yeah, I think you, that helps a lot. Like in in the access course, uh, Kathy Heller's thing that I'm part of. The uh, you know, there's a lot of engineers, pro producers yeah. in the class, and cool. I mean, the feedback they give you is like, it sounds like you know, 26 hertz is like a little too. It's super specific. <laughs> wow. It's like, how do you even hear that? Or like, are you? I don't know how. They, what kind of tools they use, but yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, so just. It's it's cool like that because also, you know, like when I, if I were to say, hey guys, what do you think of the song to just my Facebook friends, then they, I'm not going to get any, like everybody's just going to play the friend and be like, oh, that sounds good, I like it. Yeah, and they're not yeah. listening with that producer ear, that, totally. which is why I suggested maybe other other groups to that have the ear for production that are yeah. can give you what you're actually looking for, which is like honest feedback that's not terrifying from a fan you know yeah but like helpful so for for real uh on that note i've also been utilizing um my kids my baby my newborn if i play something for her Uh she'll a lot of it a lot of the time she actually smiles and like likes it and laughs that's amazing and then uh then i also have a 13 year old stepson who Let's see, the other night I played him my new song. I mean, it was just my scratch, scratch idea demo. And he said, this is the most horrible song I've ever heard. And I was like, okay, so I know it's resonating with you somehow. That's amazing. Because it's playing with you emotionally. And you had to say that. And uh, he's very into, like, poppy stuff, too. So it was like, I mean, I was, like, auto-tuned vocals, just playing, you know? That's amazing. But he, you know, so, like, I also have him because he's into that pop. He's into the pop stuff. And uh, uh, it's, I feel like, you know, the kids yeah. kind of dictate where the yeah. future of music will be. And, you can write it. And if I can write something that resonates with him and he doesn't know it's me, then I don't know. So There you go. <laughs> Love it. From the mouth of right babes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I love it. That's I haven't heard played for my kids and take I think a thirteen year old is probably a pretty good audience, especially if you're writing for that. Um, awesome. So anything else before we, we wrap up that that you um, wanna share from your composer? Yeah, I mean if, if for artists out there, I think um, what you know, what I've learned in the last three months of um, taking the MX four course with you. Um, being in this access course is that like when you invest in yourself and like reach out to communities that are supportive and positive that like you get a whole new perspective and new encouragement and I you know I I felt so alone in um, all my music endeavors as a home studio rat trying to like break through some sort of noise and just reaching out getting the community getting the support is huge and then like opportunities just appear you know Mm. Um, I didn't know I was coming to South by and (laughs) now I'm here and 
it's super awesome that I've just been stepping out of my comfort zone and uh, do it. Do Why it. not? <laughs> so awesome. Thanks for being yeah. here. Okay. Thanks for having me. Please don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and YouTube if you like this podcast. Musicians like you keep me inspired and motivated. And for doing that, I'm offering you a free six-page guide to pitching. This guide will unlock the keys to priming your pitch where you can get started getting a yes when you pitch anything to anyone. Grab it at inthekey.co slash prime. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time on Key Conversations. The theme song on this podcast was provided by yours truly. If you're interested to find out more about my composing and songwriting projects, go to inthekey.co slash Cheryl. If you're a musician looking to get some real results for your music career, then head to inthekey.co slash results, where I've created a bunch of different kinds of resources just for you. Key Conversations is sponsored in part by Banzoogle. They make it easy to build a beautiful website for your music. Their step-by-step system gets you online in minutes, and you can choose from hundreds of mobile-friendly themes and customize them with their point-and-click editor. All of the features you can imagine for a possible website are built in. So because you're a Key Conversations podcast listener, you get a special month-free trial plus 15% off if you do decide to sign up, just for you. Go to inthekey.co slash make a site to get the offer. Pretty sure that you're the missing part